Let's get some love, light, and in-betweens with Kel on Sunday. All right, you're welcome back. So basically, um, today's topic is going to be centered around, I mean, is centered around Psalm 23, because that's what the verse of the day was, Psalm 23, verse 1 to 2. And, and it just hit me like, okay, this is what I really needed to hear. And this is what I needed to key into, you know, while I was praying. Um, so in case you're not familiar with Psalm 23, or maybe you've forgotten a few of the words, I'm just going to do a brief, um, well, not a brief. I'm just going to recite it for you. Okay, it's just about what we're doing, like what, uh, six verses. Yes. Yeah, just about six verses. All right. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me along the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For God is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. For thou preparest the table before me. In the presence of my enemies, thou anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Now, this is basically... um a verse that is drummed into if you're a child that grew up in the church <laughs> it's, it's literally drummed no not literally but it's it's kind of drummed into you from when you're a kid to growing up so i had to even open up the verse right here on my computer in case i forgot but by the time i just started i just in fact i closed my eyes and i was just going and <laughs> realized okay this definitely <laughs> is something that has stuck with me and and i think also the fact that you know we learned this verse it's one of the key verses in the Bible and we learn it as kids and we just say it just to say it sometimes. And it seems like we've forgotten the weight that is behind each and every line of this particular chapter of the Bible. You know, first of all, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Like I explained earlier on and the explanation that I got, you know, when I was listening to the version um, story of the day, it was like, huh. Like it, it just it took on a whole new meaning for me. I'm trying to remember who exactly the the pastor was, you know, that that took the word that day. But he was basically like, Look, shepherd trust um sheep trust the shepherd. You know, sheep are not worried about what they're gonna eat, where they're gonna go, you know, what direction they're gonna go in, because the shepherd is there to lead them to where they will eat, they'll drink. If any one of them goes astray from the flock, the shepherd is there to quickly bring them back into play you know and so basically this line says the lord is my shepherd so if we think about the god think about god as our shepherd and we're basically his sheep then why are we fretting and worrying and anxious because as a shepherd your responsibility is the sheep and you're not going to let them wander off or go hungry or if they're sick you're not going to ignore them so why do we feel like god doesn't care about what happens with us because we can't physically see him we can't physically see the air that we breathe, but we believe that there's oxygen in the air that we breathe in and carbon dioxide that we breathe out that keeps us alive. <laughs> you know? So the next verse is, um, he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, again, just like the sheep, the shepherd will lead the sheep to lie down in green pastures. That's what God does for us. He leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. So in times when you feel like, oh my God, I'm tired. Like I remember I've, I've, I've said this fact. I think after I was done listening to that whole verse of the day, I got on my knees and I was weeping and I said, God, 
I am tired. I am tired. I need you to restore my soul because I am tired. Because so many things are happening. So many things are going on in the world, in my life, this and that. And it's like, my God, I just need a breather. I just need a break. But the Bible says here already that he leads us beside still waters. He restores our soul. You know, he leads me along the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, God will never, ever just want to see any one of us wandering off the path that he has put us on. And just look at us and say, mm, yeah, bye-bye. <laughs> no, God always wants us to be on the right path. So we need to understand that. That if, in, in, if, if, if you know, you're not sure if you're straying or not, all you need to do is pray to God. Say, God, I'm not quite sure what's happening, but... If perhaps I'm going off of the path that I'm supposed to be on, lead me back onto the path that I should be on, onto the path of righteousness for your name's sake. You know, and then this verse here that goes, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Now, the Bible is basically telling us that, look, there will be times, the valley of the shadow of death, you know, it's 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 uh, figurative for trials and tribulations, for tumult, tumultuous times, you know. Is that the word? Tumultuous. Anyways, <laughs> for troubling times, <laughs> if we will always we will have them. We will have them. So it's not because you are a Christian, because you believe in God, you know, because you say, "Oh, I, I take God as my Father," and this and that. It doesn't mean that you are not going to have troubling times. It doesn't mean that you're not going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. The, the verse says, "Even though I do that, I will fear no evil, for God is with me." It also brings me to one of my favorite verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 13. I will always say this is my favorite verse. Um, the verse basically says, look, there is no temptation that is new to man or new to God that will over that that will that you will come across. But just rest assured that God will definitely bring you out of it. So just as the verse says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for God is with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. God is there by our side, even when we are going through troubling times, even when we're going through depressing moments, even when we're going through so much hardship. You know, I was listening to, I've forgotten what pastor it was, when he said, look, God is not far from us, you know, during our, 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 um, our dark times. We're the ones rather who run away from God during our dark times because we just automatically believe that because I'm going through a dark time, it means that God has left me. No. God is right there with you. You just need to acknowledge that and reach out because he cares. Next verse, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Again, this verse is basically look, telling you, you're going to be in the middle of people who are friends, who are foes, who are frenemies. You know, you are not always going to be in the, in the midst of loving company. There will be vultures. There will be backstabbers. I mean, if Jesus had a whole Judas as his own disciple. <laughs> I mean, come on, you know. But the most important thing is God will prepare that table before you in the presence of your enemies. So not only will your enemies be around you, but they will sit and, and, and they will witness the fact that God has prepared a table before you. Even in the midst of adversity, even in, in the midst of people trying to come for your head. God will prepare a table before you. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Ah, Jesus. I think that that's so beautiful. Thou anointed my head with oil. My cup overflows. 
Because Jehovah Jireh is our provider. And God does not do half measures. God does not do half measures. So whatever he's blessing you with, it's in abundance. It really is. And the last verse says, Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. It didn't say some days. It didn't say on the weekends. It didn't say maybe just on Mondays and Tuesdays, goodness and mercy will follow me. Mm -mm. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord Almighty forever and ever. Amen. Now, whenever you're going through times when you're like, man, God is far away from me. I want you to just remember this chapter, the Psalm, you know, it's a Psalm of David, Psalm 23. If you can remember how to recite it, just keep reciting it over and over again or open up your Bible and keep reading it over and over again and then use each line as a prayer point. Remind God that in his word, he said, he is your shepherd. You will lack nothing. He will make you lie down in green pastures. He will lead you beside still waters. He, will, he refreshes your soul. Okay. He guides you along the path of righteousness for his namesake. Yes, Lord. Now I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but I will fear no evil. Because you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. I thank you, God, because you prepare your table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with all my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me, is following me all the days of my life. And I am dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. So I want you to use this particular psalm to just speak God's word into your life. Remember that you are not alone. And sometimes even if it's not like, you are feeling God's hand coming down to touch you. God has also placed in your life specific people to help you through tough times. When you feel sad or depressed because you, or you're, you're going through something, sometimes your first instinct is to withdraw. That's what I do. And then when I now withdraw, I now, it's, it now also gives space because I'm in that sad, woe is me type mood. So it also gives space for the negativity to come through. You know, and the enemy now starts whispering words in your ears like, you don't have any friends. Look at you, you're just all alone. God is not with you. This is what I think are your friends. You're not your friends. And I go through that. For me, well, it's not like the people around me, I said, I reached out to them and they said, mm, okay, leave us, I beg you, are disturbing us. No. The same way I'm withdrawing onto myself and thinking God doesn't love me because I'm going through hard times. It's the same way I'm withdrawing from my friends and thinking, oh, they don't love me. But that's just a you thing. If you have genuine people around you, nobody's going to want to sit and watch you suffer. Even if it's something that they can't help you out with financially. If it's something that they just come and sit down with you and hold your hand while you go through whatever it is that you're going through, you actually do have people in your life if you actively look for it. And then if you're not sure, pray to God about it. Let me tell you, there's this prayer that God always answers with the quickness. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. You know, be friendships or be relationships so once you tell god god eh anybody or if this or you can pray even concerning a specific person say god if this person is not meant to be in my life please remove them just wait and see every time i pray that prayer <laughs> the person goes <laughs> i'm not even going to lie and i pray mostly for relationships because initially i'll just be enjoying the feeling and i don't remember ah it's true i need to commit this thing onto god's hands and then once i pray the next two weeks that's scattered <laughs> <laughs> and it's like okay girl why are you just out here wasting time you 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 need to understand that look 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 <laughs> you need to commit it to god at the beginning not in the middle you know so even though you're not like feeling some 
hand of God stretching through the heavens to hold on to you. God sometimes sends people to be our comfort. God sends people to be our own angels in disguise. Just look around you and look at the people around you. The people who you know are genuinely there for you. Because yeah, there are going to be some people around you who are not your people. That's why it's very important that you identify who your people are. First of all, you have to know yourself. Because if you know yourself, then you can easily pick your people. Because you will have the same underlying principles and foundations for your lives. You know, it's very hard for you to be actual friends with somebody if you guys don't have the same underlying principles. You can't, it, it can't work. It might work for a moment, for a moment in time, but it's, it can't be a forever thing and it can't be deep. So it's very important that you know who you are, what your underlying principles are, and then it'll be easier for you to pick your people that way. <sighs> so yes, guys, God really does care. He does. I know you might be going through it right now, so to you it doesn't look like it. But just just do a little something for me. Right now, just pray with this Psalm 23. You know, pray with it. Ask God to, to actually, you, you in fact, challenge God that you want to see his hand upon your life. You want, to, you want him to show you that he still cares. And see what happens. Okay? All right, guys. Uh, that's all from me. Uh, for a lot of light in between I'm going to go on a brief break when we come back I guess we will be wrapping up the show I'm going to be playing you one final clip and this is from Sarah Jakes Roberts and it is titled Why Isolation Leads to Transformation my name is Kel and this is Kel on Sunday